0: Just like that, you found us. My name is Ken, and I'm joined by my son, William. Welcome to our journey as we discuss music, life, and our shared love of coffee. This is Studio 36. Hey, William. Yeah? Guess what? what i've got a fever oh, and wow. the only prescription is more cowbell <laughs> so i'm excited about this week uh there is a reference to cowbell coming up um but let's let's first dig into a little bit about the week all right uh, how'd your week go
1: oh uh, it was good you know i've had a lot of school stuff going on this week but you know a big day that sticks out to me is just the day that we worked on our my essay together you know on top of being really proud of the work that we did, I'm happy I got to spend that time with you. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah, it was, it was a, a lot of fun.
1: Of, yeah, it was just kind of hanging out and typing. Yeah,
0: well, I'm working on the a uh, uh, little bit on the uh, storyboard for your documentary, and mm. I, I can't believe you're less than a hundred days away from graduating. Yeah, That's moving pretty on awesome. with my life. Yeah, to
1: figure out what I want to do in the world. I well,
0: guess. doing that paper with you was was a lot of fun. It was an interesting um, assignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was given to you. And I know that there were some challenges with that. Um, and, and that really ties in with, uh, you know, one of my joys of the week, um, going through that, uh, that assignment with you and some, some, at some point along the week, I, I also got a, a video from a friend of mine at work and it was her, uh, her boy mm-hmm. and he was playing T-ball oh. and, uh, by the way, he's a real slugger. He was knocking that ball right off the teeth. But when uh, when I was watching those videos, it uh, caused me to to reminisce on the time that we've spent together. And Mm -hmm. and a lot of that time was in baseball.
1: Yeah,
0: we uh, we spent a lot of time on the field. We spent a lot of time in preparing practices for our teams. We spent Mm -hmm. a lot of time going to ball games. (laughs) And um, anyways, I I really appreciate that uh, that time that we get together and that space that we get. Yeah but the uh where that was leading me is um it it dawned on me that um or or rather I was filled just with gratitude uh-huh. I was filled with gratitude that you give me the space to to be a parent and being <laughs> a parent's not an easy thing and um and it was uh this week uh I challenged. Um, I challenged that a bit. I challenged that in the sense of trying to work with you to stretch uh, some anxiety you were going through.
1: Yeah, you know, you had that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, you, it it was challenging because you had a situation that it it won't be the last situation you have in your life. Uh, This one was with uh, with a particular teacher, and the teacher had a uh, you know a particular. Um, assignment that they gave you mm-hmm. and they also had a point of view in, in and of themselves. And I know that that situation was, uh, was frustrating. I, yeah. I could see it on your face. I could see the anxiety, <laughs> but, um, but you allowed me to have a conversation with you without flying off the handle and getting super frustrated and then, and then just, uh, kind of throwing it all away. Yeah. And uh, so we had a great conversation. We had a conversation about uh, about emotional intelligence. And, uh, you know, it's a it's a fairly mature subject. Uh, but the the tenets of it, uh, the, the basics of it are fairly simple. Uh, and that is to um, si- simple to understand, rather not not necessarily simple to execute. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, understanding your own emotions is is probably the first part of emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. And then recognizing the emotions in others that comes with uh, with time and maturity. Um, But what we talked a lot about was the the space that occurs between stimulus and response. And that's the greatest concept of emotional intelligence that I really appreciate, because that's where the magic happens. And when you have a situation and you're you want to react a particular way mm-hmm. if you use that space well or you elongate that space. But if you use that space well, then you'll respond in the way you want to. Yeah. So I don't. know the, the, the question, of course, is, well, how do I want to respond? And I think <laughs> that the way to look at that is let's say you get a few days past the situation. Mm-hmm. And then you look back and you're like, yeah, that's exactly the way I wanted to respond or if you have that feeling of no that wasn't really the way I wanted to respond okay. then then that wasn't using that space well. So but you did, you use that space well. I think you manage your situation and um those kind of interactions uh you know not every not every parent gets the luxury of that. And mm. so I just wanted to to say that I'm grateful for that. I'm <laughs> excited you got through that assignment. Yeah. And uh I know you still have a little bit of work to do on your documentary so that'll be a lot of fun yeah uh to wrap that up and uh we did order your cap and gown today so Mm -hmm. so you're in yeah we got people coming over (laughs) cap and gowns ordered so it's gonna happen okay i think it's time to transition into our listening experience from last week i i really look forward to hearing your experience (laughs) with you two uh war and um and I know I enjoyed and learned mm-hmm. a lot uh, about uh, Sam Cooke as well, more so than I knew before.
1: Yeah. Um, so why don't
0: you why don't you dive in? Let's okay. let's listen right. to a little bit about you two first.
1: So uh, I guess I'll hit my negatives first. Very few on this album. Let me start off by saying that you know it is a great album, but there were some things that I didn't enjoy as much. Uh, I believe it was the song "Drowning Man." Mm-hmm. I would not the biggest
0: fan of that one. Right, and and uh yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it's uh it's not U2's first album. Mm-hmm. Um but uh they still were finding uh I think they still were finding their way, much like we talked about before as uh, when you're watching a television program or a movie, you have to allow the characters to settle into who they're going to be, yeah. to establish that empathy for them. Uh music's the same way. I think that the artists are all looking for uh, that lane that they're going to travel um, as they move forward. And I think War has some songs that uh, that definitely set them forward on what their purpose and role is going to be in, mm-hmm. in messaging. But, uh, but they definitely had a, some other songs on there as well.
1: Yeah. Um, and my other negative, this is a little nitpicky, but I feel like there was a lot of background stuff going on in the song Seconds. I feel like that kind of took away from that song yeah. for me. They you know they had I think they had audio of like protest or something going on in the background, which I get the stylistic choice there. I mean this is a album about protest, you know, that kind of thing. But I that took away a little bit for yeah, me. Yeah,
0: I think that's <laughs> I think that's a reach for uh, so remember, you two their you know their genre is uh post punk. Uh-huh. So there's a little bit of uh a little bit of anarchy still in there, a little bit of uh, yeah. we're just going to do something to, to yeah. cause, uh, uh, you know, a different type of music.
1: No, well, that, that makes sense. But, you know, I, it was I, I just think it took away from the song for me, which made it, you know, one of my f- less favorite songs. On that album. But it's still it's a great album, like I've said. Um, now on to the positives. I, I got quite a few in my notes here. Uh, Sunday, Bloody Sunday is a great opening and just a good song in general um right and the
0: and the song they opened with uh in uh, when your mother and I went to the mm-hmm. to the concert in 2017 and it was it was so cool cuz uh Mullins Jr just uh simply walked down to a front stage in front of their main stage mm-hmm. and uh by himself uh the crowd you know cheering uh, there was no real glitz or background music just a few white lights that were hitting the stage Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he sat down at that drum and, uh, of course got it, got all situated with his, uh, you know, with his, uh, earphones and, uh, you know, and, and got his posture going on the seat, had his sticks in his <laughs> hand. And then all of a sudden he just hit the drums and it was Sunday, bloody Sunday. Yeah. And it was just a great beginning to that concert.
1: Yeah. I, it's probably one of my favorite songs on the album. I'm going to be honest. Um, you know, there was also a lot of good stuff. Like, I really, it seems like such a small element, but on the song Red Light, there was some really good trumpet playing that I enjoyed. Nice. Uh, and then also the vocals on New Year's Day were you know, probably some of the best vocals on the album. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. That's a great song.
0: That I, uh, that was when I was referring to uh, Playtime on, uh, on MTV when MTV was only a... a couple few years old uh i remember high rotation of new year's day on mtv
1: yeah i think as a song i like sunday bloody sunday the best but when it comes to openers i still think their best opener is the one for joshua tree yeah yeah i'm back and forth on that though yeah well you
0: might you might see that album coming coming (laughs) down the bike too i i have a uh uh, a 15 year ongoing debate with a friend of mine that uh, doesn't live in in Washington anymore but uh, we but we still carry out this debate over text message. Uh-huh. Uh what's the better album Joshua Tree or Octum Baby? So oh. I'll let you uh I'll let you decide because we have an ongoing debate <laughs> but I think uh as far as um, uh peer reviews he might edge out me a little bit more but uh but I uh, I prefer Joshua Tree.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, on to your album review.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, well, I did want to ask a question, though. Um, the The way that uh, War ended with 40, mm-hmm. did it Did it click with you? Did it settle with you? Or do you think it's more of an experiential thing? And that's why I am attached to it.
1: I think it's more of an experiential thing. It, it's a good song. It just, you know, uh, it wasn't for me, I guess. I yeah. think it's one of those things that you kind of have to be there and yeah. experience
0: it well it's uh yeah it's it's a song that they ended a lot of concerts with but it uh, mm. that's why i bring up experiential is that when the crowd gets involved the song takes on a different form becomes yeah. something a little different than uh, maybe its original uh, studio cut from it
1: mm-hmm.
0: so uh yeah so I uh, I uh once again i appreciate uh the album you put forward for me i i <laughs> uh, applaud you for picking an album uh from the 60s um, you know, Sam Cook, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a Mississippi native, and uh then eventually moved to Chicago. Um, you had me listen to Ain't That Good News, uh, and that was in 64, in the beginning of yeah. 64. Yeah. Um
1: whole lot what, going on in
0: that era. <laughs> which I think is completely ironic. I mean, the title of an album Ain't That Good News, and I'm not just talking about the civil unrest. Mm-hmm. Um this album was really at the center of tragedy for Sam Cooke as well. Yeah. And his own personal, uh, you know, tragedy. Um, in just a year year to a year and a half before this album in 63, his uh, son died. His mm-hmm. 18-month-old son died from drowning, which is, which is horrific. I, I couldn't yeah. even imagine. Um, and then a year, year and a half later, he makes this album which has just some wonderful songs on it. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about before, it's really got the two, the two sides of it. It's got the rocking part and it's got the, the ballad part. Yeah. But then, uh, in late 64, Sam cook dies. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a story all around that, um, uh, shot by a, a hotel owner, I think, um,
1: owner, and manager, it's owner, manager,
0: self-defense, uh, yeah. you know, that, that whole situation. But all that happened within a span- couple of years, yeah. In this of album, two years. yeah, and this album came out in that time. So, I, um, but let's focus on the music because that's what you did last week. You said, <laughs> "Hey, let's set aside all of the the surrounding circumstances and let's just take the uh, the music for for its merit." And um, I really liked your pick. Uh, a change is going to come. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a, is a great song. It, uh, it exemplified uh, civil, the civil rights movement, uh, which Sam cook was a, was a, a visible um, uh, figure. Uh, yeah. he, he campaigned with Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X and Jim Brown and uh, really um, campaigned for that racial equity. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and then this, this album, show some of that in the songs and the lyrics that he had.
1: Yeah. Especially in the ballad section.
0: Right. uh, Yeah. and So that was the fun part about this album Mm -hmm. is that it was split in two. I -hmm. mean, there was that, that hard soul first half of the album, uh, just really strong and has some rock tones to it. And then you get to the second half of the album and it's, it's, uh, it's got that, those mellow ballads, you know, had that, that deep soul. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, that made it, that made it pretty interesting to listen to and frankly hard to pick a song Yeah, because you know, one day you might want to pick a song from the first half and (laughs) on another day you could pick it from the other. So I'm going to go with the first half of the album.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: And, uh, and I know yours, you're, you lean towards the second. i I'm
1: Definitely second half. I like that. So
0: I, I really like another Saturday night. I know it's a popular song. Um, I just think it's a fun song to listen to. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, Yet, you know, that song was was written on tour uh, in England when uh, when Sam Cooke was staying at a at a motel where female guests were not allowed, which Mm -hmm. I I don't know if that's foreshadowing to his own, you know, situation. But um, I just thought that was uh, interesting, the the sign of the times and Mm -hmm. and uh, different rules that were in place. And then out of all of that, the music the wonderful music that can come from it. So yeah. Anyway, so that's my pick, uh, Mm -hmm. another Saturday night. And, um, there were a few others too that I really appreciated, but I think that was, that was the one that I really landed on. Uh So with that, I, and I probably will be every week because I (laughs) just have so many albums that I have geared up for you, but I am really excited to bring forward Uh, your listening experience for this next week. Mm -hmm. So are you ready to get into that?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Do you want me to go first? Of course I do. Okay. I assume so, but I'm going to continue to ask every week. So this is one of the albums that needs very little introduction. Um, You have a flight coming up. I wanted you to have something good to listen to on the flight. Something I know that you're probably pretty familiar with, but, you know, nice to sit down and truly listen to. So I went with The Beatles' Let It Be. I love
0: that pick. And thank you for giving (laughs) me just an awesome week.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, there's numerous of my favorite Beatles songs are on this album. Of course, there's Let It Be, which is one of their all-time biggest songs. But my personal favorite... On this album is The Long and Rind- Winding Road. I think that's just a really good song that, you know, has always been on some of my playlists throughout however long I've been listening to music. So are you you now
0: you queuing me up a a Beatles album that you like in a series of what I might see later in the year? Are you is this the one you're putting forward? This is is this your favorite Beatles album?
1: You'll probably get another Beatles album, but I think this is more of the album that I enjoy the individual songs of versus I, I have another Beatles album that I like more as a whole as a complete project versus this one is like it just kind of hosts some of my ba- favorite Beatles songs. So that's why I'm serving it up to you.
0: <laughs> Do you have a favorite Beatle?
1: Uh, I get all their names confused. Not not John, the other one. Paul? Paul, yeah, I like, like Paul. Paul. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's usually John or Paul, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Ringo's fun. Like, he just kind of does his part. You know, doesn't, uh, but I think just, Musically, I like Paul the best.
0: Yeah, I you know I also I think his he's coming to town. With, really? Yeah, I think I heard he's coming to town. Huh.
1: Also, his stories with Dave Grohl are right, pretty great. That definitely influences that choice. I'm going to be honest. <laughs>
0: well, I, I look. Yeah, was that in the uh was that in a podcast or Dave Grohl's book?
1: I believe that was in his book. That was in his I, book. It was probably in both. Oh, it's a great yeah. story.
0: It's a great story, and, and maybe we'll get to that someday when we'll we listen <laughs> to uh, to something by Grohl. So, well, I'm, I'm, thank you again. I think that's going to be a great album to listen to this week. Um, So I'm putting forward uh, my favorite, I was going to say one of my, but I think it actually is my favorite solo artist from Uh the 80s. Um, I saw him twice live in both 83 and 84. And uh, one was at the Tacoma Dome and one was at the Coliseum. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, the one that I remember the most was on New Year's Eve in 1983 in the Tacoma Dome, only uh, about a half year after the Tacoma Dome even opened. Mm -hmm. And um, he headlined and input the cowbell, Blue Easter Colt kicked off for him, so (laughs) from the Do not fear. Don't fear the Reaper uh, skit from SNL, which, by the way, I think is the best skit in SNL (laughs) all the years I've watched SNL. I did see actually I did see Will Ferrell. He uh, it was funny. He had uh, two security guards uh, standing (laughs) with sunglasses next to a table the entire show (laughs) next to a table that had a cowbell on it. And uh, so it was a little strange, you know, as he was doing his, his which is fun. Um, but then at the end, Chad Smith was in the front row and he pulled him up and they did another drum off. Oh, <laughs> and so it was, it was a lot of fun, but, uh, anyways, there, there's my shout out to, to more cowbell cause that is blue oyster Colt. That's what this gets yeah. after.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but anyways, so, so, uh, this, uh, this person, uh, headlined with blue oyster Colt and a band called Aldo Nova. Uh-huh. Um, I think they had. I'm going to say maybe a one-hit wonder, but maybe they had a few hits in the 80s. Uh, I think the name of the song was Fantasy, so you can listen to that if you want to. Um, but, uh, of course, I'm talking about Sammy Hagar, the Red Rocker. So
1: All right. he, uh,
0: I loved Sammy Hagar solo. I, I liked him as well in uh-huh. Van Halen, but mm. this was really towards the end of his initial solo uh, career. And... Um, I was in the Tacoma Dome. I don't even remember how I got there. Uh, probably a series of buses from Seattle. <laughs> but um, so I'm in the dome. I squirrel my way close to the stage and um, and the lights go down. And then there's, of course, a little bit of smoke. And I don't know how it happened. He, they must have had a trap door in the stage or something. I haven't seen anything like it uh-huh. to that point in my life. And uh, I, I, he just popped up and he was playing um, This Planet's on Fire, which just starts off with a really fast guitar lick. Mm-hmm. And it was just awesome. I mean, he just uh, got right out there and, and, and played it off. And, and then um, recognizable songs, of course, at that point in his solo career. And then he did an encore. And actually, Neil Schoen from Journey came out on stage for his encore. And they did an encore of Bob O'Reilly. So, um, <laughs> of course, from the Who, um, yeah, did, great song. Did you uh, speaking of great songs? <laughs> uh, did you did you watch Joe Parra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your sister loves Joe Parra.
1: Yeah, she really. And does. So <laughs> she turned
0: me on to Joe Parra, and um, I watched this episode. And this was the episode that she turned me on to. Uh, I think it's on HBO Max. Um, the episode that I'm referring to is. Joe Para read you the church announcements. Uh-huh. Did you see that one? Yep. So, anyways, it's uh, uh, you know, Para's talking to the congregation. He's giving the uh, the church announcements for the week, and uh, and then all of a sudden he just stops and he says, "I'm sorry. Have you guys heard of the Who? <laughs> they rock. They're unbelievable. I heard them for the first time on Thursday, and I haven't slept since. And then, of course, <laughs> the whole episode is him calling radio stations and requesting uh, Bob O'Reilly. So anyways, I, I digress. I, I gotta go back to my pick. So I'm on Sammy <laughs> Hagar and, um, the album that I'm going to put up for you is standing Hampton mm. and, uh, originally was going to be called, uh, I think one way to rock, which is, uh, which is one of my favorite songs from that. Um, okay. so standing Hampton, I consider to be a signature album for Sammy Hagar. He had, other great songs uh, mm-hmm. from other albums, but that is just an overall great album that I think you've listened to before when we've, you know, thrown darts in the garage and put on vinyl uh, and probably uh, you know what Standing Hampton stands for? No. No clue. Okay. So, so there is this slang, this Cockney rhyming slang is, uh, is what it's referred to. It's, a uh, I I think an Eastern London, uh, type of slang. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting, um, and this is this will in, end up being about the album, but um, the way that the rhyming slang works is that you take a phrase mm-hmm. or two words, and then the later part of the phrase, you rhyme with something that you want to identify, and uh-huh. then you drop the original word altogether. So let me give you an example. Britney Spears, uh-huh. Spears rhymes with beers. So if you're going to go out and have some Britneys, it means you're going out to have beers. Huh? You get the math on that? Okay, kind of. <laughs> so, so I'm going to explain it in the term of uh, of Standing Hampton. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a a city uh, or town, maybe I think it was a village, and now it's a town. I think um, in London called Hampton wick mm-hmm. wick rhymes with prick and so a Hampton is referring to a prick
1: okay okay
0: so if you have a standing Hampton I'm gonna let you figure out the rest of that okay <laughs> so that's that actually is where standing Hampton comes from which I think is is pretty hilarious um and uh anyways you learn a little little something new about dialect or, or slang yeah so that's kind of fun to do Huh. Um, standing Hampton came out in, uh, the beginning of 1982. Uh-huh. Um, and my song from there, and I've gone back and forth on this, but I, I really like the song and I like it live for sure. There's only one way to rock. It just is a, an iconic song that, uh, represents a period of time that, uh, that arena rock was was super popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way he played it was just awesome. I mean he would have this stage and the scaffolding above the stage would shift down into ramps and he'd run run up and you know he was one of the I think one of the first that really had a full uh, full remote system. you know you have cords hooked to him he had a headset, you know a microphone that came around. Huh. And uh, he would go up into the scaffolding and he'd be just belting out this song (laughs) and he'd have his red guitar and he'd be cranking on Uh it. And so anyways, it was a lot of fun. You know, what else can I say about Sammy Hager? I, you know, if you're if you're assembling people that you'd like to Mm -hmm. to get together and have dinner with Sammy's one of mine. I mean, he, you know, time he just seems like a pretty kick ass, cool guy. So anyways, that's my pick for you. Standing Hampton. Uh, there's some good songs right. on there, and I hope you enjoy them. All right, well, I'll have to give you a listen. Okay. Talk-